Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! All right! Episode 122 of Shirt Show! We're talking with Pete from Safe Screen Printing in Baltimore. Let's go! Um, are you using everything? Like, are we check, check? We should probably check. Yeah. Hey, check, check, check. It's been so long since we've done it this way. <laughs> I know, like, you know, like with you. Oh, I'm not going to whisper. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, Why not? All right. Oh, because um, we have some serious things to talk about, Dylan. Do we? Mm-hmm. I've had a fucking day already, so make it light. Uh, all right, so... So, so we started a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about it. You tell us about it. <laughs> you tell us about it. Uh, we have friends in Florida that got affected by the hurricane, especially in Fort Myers area. And uh, we wanted to be able to help them out. And we knew that the print community would step up. So we didn't really have to do much. We, you started the page and we each donated to kick it off and uh yeah let's get it up as high as we can and then we'll disperse it to the people who need it hell yes Mm -hmm. um you know i think when this comes out it'll still be yeah right so it'll still be open this comes out on Monday. monday the 10th and um that's 10 10 it'll still be um open Alive and kicking. for donations yeah and then i think we'll close it out at the end of the week or something yeah so if you, you know want to donate it has already it's like oh, 6500 or something i think yeah like over six thousand dollars so far. it's less than 24 hours it's freaking so cool uh if you want to donate go to our instagram page and it's the link is in the bio and uh mm-hmm. donate even if it's a couple bucks a lot of bucks or, or just share it. Yes, just share it. Mm-hmm. Get spread the word. Um. Oh, I have something else. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just feel like so much has happened since when getting back from Fort Worth. Since the last time we sat down and did this. <laughs> you mean just you and me, or the yeah. Fort Worth? Just you and me. Oh, that's right. Because you did the whole Honduras. Uh, we did Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. We recorded in Fort um, Worth. And just everything. I know. Uh, I saw you went on a gorgeous walk the other day. Mm-hmm. Like if I could watch Instagram story in like 24 hours a day, I would just watch yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you live a uh, glamorous life. You know, yeah, what I mean, sure. G, G L A M, just glam, glam life. <laughs> <laughs> you do like that walk. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It's pretty great. Um, it's pretty great. Yeah, there's. I don't know. It's just nice to get back to walking the trail again. It's, it was like a week and a half of not doing it, and then when I came back, it's basically a hundred percent fall. It's mm-hmm. you know. 45 50 degrees out when i walk in the morning and fogs rolled in and 
and then by the time I turn around and come back, all the fog is lifted and it's sunny and beautiful and the birds are flying, eagles overhead. So just watching last night, Andrew Huberman, Google him. And he was talking about how important it is to get sunlight in your eyeballs for 10 minutes every morning to like to, to start your day. So you're like saying like take, imp- my, take my glasses off and just literally stare directly into the sun for 10 minutes? Yeah, he wants you to look directly at the sun for 10 minutes. <laughs> I feel like that's not a good idea. He's a doctor, Dylan. Okay. MD. Try that. He's out. an MD. Right. Um, but no, maybe not me- directly at the douche. sun. But, you know, what it does is trigger your hypothalamus and it connects to the medulla oblongata and then it triggered i don't know i don't know what it does but it does something really good makes you blind okay. <laughs> uh, yeah that's what it does mm-hmm. how's it been going back to work it's good man i mean i wasn't gone like you so mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't quite the same but <clears throat> it's busy dude it's like there's still it's more more boxes coming in than leave. And I was going to ask, and I was going to talk about this later. So how do I, hold are, on. You, are you in the CIA? Someone telling you about the next I'm just move? doing, doing deals. Hold on. Okay. It's not working. <laughs> hey, how do you make it so that it's not noise canceling? I don't you know. Take I, it out? I, I don't use those. It's, it's cool. I'll wait. Thank you. Sorry. You're so polite. If you don't know, if you've never hung out with Dylan. If you've never hung out uh, with me. Yeah. So everybody should hang out with you because uh, I've learned a lot from hanging out with you. (laughs) I don't Um, know if that's good or bad. It's good. Like I've learned a lot of good. You know, I've learned to be just friendlier. You know, we all can teach each other something. And you teach me how to be less assholey really yeah you do like sincerely i'm saying this from the bottom of my heart and <laughs> uh wh- wh- why was i s- oh yeah so if you don't know dylan he's really really patient um if something goes wrong let's say you're at dinner and um <laughs> or sorry let's say you're at lunch and they sit you outside and they sit you by a sewer mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm willing <laughs> to sit through it and it smells like just hot That's ass hot ass and you're waiting for your food it's okay because you know why because dylan's there and he's like hey it's okay bud we'll, we'll, we'll live through this yeah it's okay mm-hmm. it just smelled like air going across your asshole is all it was right but so like other people would complain and then be a diva and it's like oh we got to change tables or this sucks or why does you? this happen to me no i wasn't you talking you. about myself <laughs> no that's you no. to a t Bull fucking shit! I didn't say word. I, I said, with, how many how many trips have I gone with you where you changed your hotel room? Well, I changed my hotel room because somebody <laughs> was many? getting like murdered how, how next times? door. <laughs> how many times? <laughs> um, I would have wanted you to change your hotel room if somebody was murdered next or door. Or Airbnbs. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never happened. <laughs> delete this. Delete this all. I'll delete all this out. Oh my what god! What were you saying about divas? 
man, such a diva. <laughs> so nobody hang out with me. Like everybody needs to hang out with you, really, because we're we're a, we're a package deal. So <clears throat> you'll you'll learn how to be a better person hanging out with with Dylan, and that's why yeah. that's one of the reasons why I hang out with you is just to be cool. better. Thanks, you man. make me better. Butter. Yeah. Okay. Make you butter. So I appreciate that. You're you're a good friend like that. Thanks. Um. All right, so so let's do this. Do we both have on the of... same hoodie but in different colors? Independent, lightweight. I knew yours wasn't. Mine's a bell canvas, and I knew yours would be independent. And that's okay. That's okay. It's very similar. We got the white strings, same neck. Mine is a thirty-seven nineteen Heather True Royal. M mm. and R Royal. Cool. Talk to Frank today. I did too. He's called, oh, by the way, so he's called me twice now and I haven't answered. Oh, you dickhead. I know. The funny I, thing is, I, is was. Like, I, I was cleaning screens today, long story, and uh, Frank called and I looked down and saw it on my watch and I was like, I literally have to stop what I'm doing right now and answer the phone because <laughs> if I don't, you will fucking kill mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Well, I was, uh, you know, working out to get my beach bod. Mm -hmm. You want you want to see it? I definitely do. We worked out our feet today. We worked out our feet. You're gonna make so Only, much money just tonight. Feet. One hour. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, Frank, I didn't answer. Here I here I am saying uh, Frank calls. I fucking answer, and I don't two times, two days in a yeah, row. Yeah, he just wanted the shirt show logo. <clears throat> yeah, did you get it to him? Yes. By the way. Yep. Okay. Thank you. I guess he's making a, a banner for Print United, which is really rad of him to mm -hmm. to put our, our logo on there. I'm excited to see Frank and, in Las Vegas because I know he likes to gamble. Oh, you he does. And he's going to need me there because I'm good luck for that. Mm -hmm. The roulette. Right. F -f 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 Frank. That's right. Fra -fa 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 Frank. <laughs> Fra -fra Frank. It all starts with the screen, and whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. Hell to yeah. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com, F-F-F-F-F. Rank.com. Or. Greatfuckingscreens.com. The greatest. What are you kissy face shooting at me? I don't know what that means. Is that something okay. people do? I don't, I don't know. Um, I was just trying to be cool, and I think it was the opposite. <laughs> it made me um, not. It made me not flutter. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, cleaning screens is no fun, but Easyway makes it funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will help you keep your screens and your shop clean. Check them out at Easyway.com. Easyway. It's the easiest way. It's a no-brainer. That is. Uh, oh, I've got a new one coming in hot for action. You ready? Mm-hmm. Actually, the next three, the rest of the sponsors are all, it's brand new, fresh. Wow. Fresh material. You ready? Can't wait. If it's anything like the last time you did it, then I know it'll be good. Oh, thank you. See, um, Dylan's so friendly and nice. Mm -hmm. He's the type of guy that tells you you look good even when you don't. Right. <laughs> Action Engineering makes accessories printers need, like winged flood bars and 
squeegee rubber and pallet rubber and sleeve pallets and regular pallets and 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 so, more there you go that's what i was missing i knew i needed something else there mm -hmm. to end the run-on sentence <laughs> right um so level your level 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 the, the love of your life your shop up at actionengineering.com hell yeah next we have graphic source and you know what it's that time of year when most shops are super busy and your art department is in overtime mm -hmm. so what you want to do what you want to do is go to 1-900-hotstuff.com and get in touch with nick or lucas and it's your part it's your turn and get your artwork game on <laughs> see yeah perfect see yeah. i'm missing you have to finish all these off that's what it's my specialty <laughs> <laughs> there's uh there's Obviously. a there was a big uh discussion on graphic source in our discord channel yeah yeah so, and you know what uh, i'm glad you brought up our discord channel because some people still don't know about it and what you want to do is go join it so go to our um instagram profile instagram profile and join discord but here's the thing i wanted to say about it it's all positive vibes baby that's mm -hmm. all it is in there so let's keep it that way yep. and if you want to be negative just go do it somewhere else okay you get booted by tony yeah don't fuck with tony tiny fish you got one strike right i'll give you some some concrete shoes hmm yeah, that's true um yeah it's a great place there's <clears throat> lots of discussion there's classifieds there's announcements there's like something for everybody dtg mm. printers dtf it's all on there what's so cool about it is that it's all like archivable searchable uh info you know mm -hmm. and so really it's it's turning into something pretty freaking amazing right and for those of you who don't know what discord is it's just uh basically it's a chat room for all of us and it's mm -hmm. organized and you can download the discord app or you can do it on your desktop um i'm not much of a techie guy but it's pretty easy to use well said well put next we have chromaline and here's the thing so choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated and that's why we love chromaline they have the answers to your questions so give them a call or go to chromaline.com to watch kevin's videos and don't buy anyone else's emulsion there good period <laughs> period we did it yeah it's perfect <laughs> Take two. Because Riverside fucking blows. Mm. Because we recorded a two and a half hour or whatever it was, three hour episode. And it's gone. Yeah. yeah. So so we're just going to talk to Pete again. Mm -hmm. 
And we're going to say the same exact words we said before. We have it all here scripted. I forgot everything anyway. <laughs> I know. I have zero clue what we talked about, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it was, you know, interesting. Pete's an interesting guy. Oh, it was good stuff. I just, I mm-hmm. can't remember what I did yesterday, so I'm not going to remember what we did four weeks ago or whatever it was. I know. Um, oh, by the way, Pete is from Sage Screen Printing in Baltimore, MD, medical doctor. He's Baltimore's mm-hmm. a doctor. Yes. Boom. Peter. There it is. Pete, Pete. What's been going on? You guys busy? Busy uh, trying to get back into the swing of things. I feel like I was gone for a while. That's right. And uh, yeah, that was a good time. Just uh, acclimating. Yeah. How are you? How is your team? How are your shops handling the busy? Because it's for, you know, here it's been busy for several weeks and that gets to be a you know it starts to take a toll um we're in a little bit of overtime but not like any crazy overtime i was talking to somebody yesterday and they were there at the shop it was 10 at night you know and so Mm. like how are you how are you personally handling the busyness both of you and then also how are you how is your shop handling it pete uh well we're not slammed right now we're busy but we're not like crazy busy in fact uh, I was looking at the calendar because this time last year we were super crazy busy. Yeah, we were like um, four weeks out. Yeah, we were three last week, this time last week. But um, we're just not moving as fast as I'd like to. And it's not, it was a SEPS issue, which I think we've got sort of resolved. Um, we just kept putting stuff on the press. And, you know, we're doing nine color, nine color, six to nine color is our average. So if something's not right, we got to stop there and then move it around. Our second press, I don't like using just yet because we use an iron on that and the iron broke. So I have to, I ordered a new iron, but that's going to take a while to come in. And one of our things is I want it, you know, I want it to look as good as possible and I want it to feel as good as possible. So it's just not, um, it's a quality when you say issue. Iron, me. you mean Stampinator or what do you mean by iron? No, there's a rock iron. And so on our, on our eco press or big press, we've got the Stampinator. Um, so our eco is a 12 head. 16 station you have do you have the old style stampinator or the new i assume old i don't really know what the new one looks like um but probably the old one because it's probably two two years old now maybe three what do you think of it like how do you how do you like it i really like it uh the only thing that it needs and i used to i used to work with the guy who created it who invented it um jeff um the only thing it needs is a manual user's manual there's no Mm. no sort of guidance so jeff come up with a come up with a manual because <laughs> um, otherwise it's just sort of testing you know and there is going to be a testing anyway but at least if there was sort of a, a beginner's guide it would help but yeah i really like it are the prints come out so nice it puts makes that uh base layer super smooth so that's where you're using it is you're using it after the underbase correct yep yep so we flash it's like a flash and an iron at once makes sense you do it wet you stamp we stamp wet Plastisol wet? Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. I've had no problems with it. Every once in a while, if you're running a lot, every once in a while, the the base will stick to the bottom of the Stampinator, uh, a little spottiness. But you just wipe that with some silicone spray and good to go. I can't believe it. 
Yeah. Like I can't even imagine printing a wet, you know, underbase and it not even sticking, first of all. And then second, maybe and that it doesn't like um, smash out or Smear. something. Smear. Yeah. No, we don't have too many issues with that because, you know, we're really particular on and we've got a lot of art. We art with like super tiny, fine detail sometimes. Mm -hmm. Never had an issue with that. A lot of people use a Stampinator as a finishing. Uh, right. The last Final. one. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, but we found it kind of works nice to sort of get that base real nice. Yeah, I was going to say, once you get the base flat, the top should look good anyway. You shouldn't need it after that. So. Yeah. Right. And as long as you're not mashing it down, you know, if you're not, right. you're not bringing it, crushing the crushing the base, you don't get any squishes. Right. Well, the other problem with like doing that. it last is then your print's going to be more like shiny because you're totally. hitting it with Teflon. Yes, absolutely. What? So we, we had an issue where, I forget what happened. Something happened and we couldn't use, I don't remember what we couldn't use, but we ended up, I was trying to press them like with a heat press at the end mm -hmm. and everything came out shiny. It was just, just not good. Yeah. How's, how's things otherwise? You guys been, I know you said you're, you, I feel like you're like us right now where it's like, it's busy, but it's not overkill. It feels good. Like everyone's in a flow. Um, yeah. I wish our flow was a little bit better. Um, but I, I think that we've sort of dialed in some issues with the seps. I think that'll make things a lot, a lot easier. I'm not a separator. I don't know how to separate. We don't have an in-house separator, so we use an out, we outsource a separator. And um, my brother-in-law uh, has been doing it for 30 years, and he's amazing. So anytime we get anything that's real painterly, like a hard sim process, he does those for us, and rarely have any issues. I can do some spot color separations, but. That's not my job, and I got six million other things to do, so it's kind of hard for me to right. sit down and pay attention to that unless I'm doing it at night. So he works at another shop and just does steps for you? He, so I met him when I lived in Los Angeles, and he ran the separation department for an apparel company that I worked for. So I was on the art end, he was the, we had a whole separation department, and he ran that. And that was 15 years ago now, so he's been doing it forever. Now he works for another company. Um, I think doing the same thing, but I don't think he's a manager anymore. His name's Cruz. Shout out to Cruz. He's awesome. Oh yeah, Cruz. <laughs> so you send him everything then? No, no, only only hard simulated process things. So then, who does Every, the day to day stuff? Uh, right now, it's seps.io. Okay. We've tried GraphX and that went okay. What I liked about seps.io was their um their interface. It's just easier to kind of get back and forth with them. There was no like portal or anything. Um, but anyway, I'm not, I'm not endorsing either right now. Cause I think we're, we're kind of taking a hard look at both and seeing what's going to be the best option. Mm -hmm. Do you have any plans in the future to get somebody in-house for that? Or you want to just keep doing the freelance thing? No, I'd love to have an artist in-house. So I don't know. I come from an art background, so I can do a lot of it. But as you guys know, it's like you can't. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to sit there and do graphic design. And right, um, where's I'd your love time have, best spent? Exactly. So I'd rather I'd like to have an, an in-house artist who can do separations and you know minor, at least minor graphic stuff. Um, we don't get a lot. Most of the art comes to us ready to go. It might just need some tweaks, but occasionally you get like a you know, like a charity shirt or something, and the graphic is you know this big awful. And, they, they give you a bunch big. of business cards. No, I haven't had that yet, but I get a lot of screenshots, a lot of, or like, I made this on my phone. Can you print this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't print it when it's this big. Yeah. I think that for a custom shop like ours, that's how it works the best is to have an in-house artist and then supplement with 
like a sepsio or graphx source because um well for our example for like today we took a uh, a same day emergency rush order mm. and it's for um a, a longtime customer and why why one of the reasons why i wanted to take it was that we pulled shirts from here from stock like from our overstock so it's we had um you know how it is when you order sometimes and um you get stuck because somebody cancels an order or whatever it is um we've we ran into some situations where it's just built up over the year and i know dylan we've talked about this before where you 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 know you put your own logo on it and then give them away and stuff like that but we've just have way too much overstock and they called and it was 420 white shirts two color front and we didn't send that out at all we did it just here in house we made you know we designed it got it approved got it paid for it's on press now wow. it'll be done here in an hour and you know we move on so it's awesome um yeah i love doing uh, you know, like it's especially, it feels especially sweet when you can get rid of, when you have shirts that are sitting here and yeah. you get rid of them. And you can make money on them. <laughs> yeah, you can make money on them and, not, and, you know, you want to turn them because if they sit too long, that's no good, right? And then also yeah. it's just money sitting there and you, and it's taking up space. That's even almost more, most of it. It's just like, oh my God, these are taking up the space we don't have. You right. Know? Yeah, the only thing that freaks me out about not having somebody is we always have like little tweaks that need to happen or mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's almost every day where we print a job and we're like, oh, we thought the halftones would come out like this, but they didn't or, you know, this needs a, a top color or this or a highlight white here or whatever. And it's like, it's just two seconds to like hop in, fix it, burn a screen, get it back on press. Because yeah. usually these guys are, you know, bringing in the test print and that's when we make the decision that it needs something. And to just be able to hurry up, do it, send it to the dark room instead of contacting another company sitting there waiting. Right. It's just kind of like yeah. a, a bummer. Ideally, I'd like to have that, but you know, I, I, I got, uh, I think we have four people now. We had, since last I talked to you guys, we had one person quit um, in a, in a good, on good terms and everything. But nonetheless, uh, I had one person quit. So I'm bringing in a full time press operator. Um, and then I just like in the interview process, I found someone who makes a pretty good like assistant. We call him a shop hop. So, you know, someone to do catch, do QC, make inks, whatever, just fill in wherever. Right. So I think that'll kind of help out. And then once we have both presses running, hopefully bringing in a little more work and then I can afford, you know, the team's not quite where it needs to be yet as far as uh, bodies, not talent, but bodies. But, um, you know, it's part of growing. There's still a lot of debt I have to pay off from buying the business, so. How how was it getting a new hire? Like you said, you hired a, a printer? So I have not pulled the trigger on the um, on the press operator yet, but by the time this comes out, probably will have. Uh, and then the assistant that we're bringing in came in today and they'll be working like nine to one. Uh, which is where the majority of our stuff kind of happens, uh, at least getting ready for a lot of things. So I think, you know, it's nice because I don't have to pay a full-time salary, but also it's a hand that'll help. And right. um, also I want to teach them. I like teaching people like, so when I went from graphic designer, art director, blah, 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 I really liked, I like managing people, but I also like kind of teaching. Uh, I've been doing graphic design illustration before I got into running the shop myself. I did that for other companies. And uh, 
I like taking someone who is like, oh, I can see a, I can see a nugget of talent in there. You just need a little bit of help with composition or colors or fonts and kind of helping them grow. And, you know, if they take that and they leave and go somewhere else, you know, good for them. But what, hopefully um, they stay. What was your hesitation or what is your hesitation with hiring this other person? You said you will in the next few days, but what, why did you hesitate? Um, because nobody knows yet, <laughs> including that person. Uh, I haven't made the offer yet. So uh, that's really the only thing is I have to make the offer. Mm-hmm. I guess by the time this comes out, they will probably be working and they'll be in-house by then. Hopefully. I have, yeah, hopefully. Um, so what do you guys think of this Gary Vee quote? I don't like Gary Vee, so. I do. So here it is. And forget I said Gary Vee. Just okay. here's a quote. Just okay, a, human, you, a human quote. Yeah. What do you guys think of this human quote? <laughs> Hire fast, fire faster, and promote fastest. I I don't know. I think if someone like Gary V said it, then it would be better. But if just a regular human said it, I don't think it makes much sense. So here's why I really love this quote. So hire fast. I think that I used to be slower in that. Like I, I, I once uh, researched what the optimal interview amount of interviews would be. And Google did a huge um, study on this and they, they ended up with three because after three, it's diminishing returns. You can't predict the success or failure of a, of a new hire any better after th- three interviews, you know, re- really any better. Because, you know, let's face it, we're hiring strangers most of the time, except I guess Dylan hires, he's, he's in the unique position to hire friends. All my, all my new but hires are strangers. Mm, Okay, so you're hiring a stranger. Um, why I've I've spent a lot of time trying to um, hire somebody, like a lot of thought, and put a lot of thought into this person, and it's been, and it's worked out. And also, I've spent a lot of time, and it hasn't worked out. And so, in other words, like I don't think with all my experience, I can do any really better job by meeting them a bunch of times and then predict whether it's going to work out or not. And so, why not hire fast? That's number one. Just hire fast and get it figured out. You know what I mean? Um, well, plus they just, lie to, they just lie to your face in the beginning. Some some can, right? So they're going to be fake, and then you have to discover that once they're here. And so why not hire fast? Don't waste any time. Just hire fast. If they are here and they're not working out, well, then F- fire, fire faster. Like, don't just say, oh, it'll. We'll, we're going to work on it, and then we'll, we'll go, you know, like, we'll get this figured out. No. Recognize it early and do something about it quickly. And then I think the most important part of those three things is to promote. Oh, wait till you're done yawning because dude, I'm so really fucking tired the, right now. The, imp- <laughs> the important part, um, and that is uh, promote fastest. Because why wouldn't you, if you hire fast, they're in there and they're kicking ass. You know, go up to them and say and promote fast, like fastest, because that's your that's the winner. That's the person you want right there. Is that person that's in there and doing well. Mm-hmm. promote fastest um what do you think of that uh well if you're asking me uh i don't know i don't know that i agree with any of those so <laughs> well here's the caveat it all depends mm-hmm. on the person it all depends on the personality you know i think i think i got a pretty good bullshit meter but of course people sneak stuff by me it's gonna happen but so i don't do more than one interview if it doesn't work in one interview then i don't i don't i don't need you you're not the right fit let's put it that way so um I can pretty much tell in one interview whether I'm interested or not. 
And then I can only imagine, I can't imagine why I'd want to even have a second interview unless I'm like, well, they're okay, but they're not great. And at that point, I probably wouldn't hire them anyway. I'm the worst. Okay. So you agree with the hire fast? Maybe. Yeah, I guess hire fast. I guess I would agree with. I, I, I don't like the fire fast. I'm, and maybe this is a fault of mine, but if I, if someone needs to be fired, unless it's like blatant, like they're stealing or vandalizing or doing some you know blatant asshole move, then I feel it's my fault that I've done something wrong. Have I taught them? Have I explained what's what the way we're supposed to do things? Have I made a standard operating procedure? Have I failed them? Have I failed to educate them in the way I need things to be done? Which you know happens. I think that's a good point, and that's fair. But um, I'm assuming that that's those processes. I'm assuming that you've trained properly. I don't mean that you know you've you've put them in their spot and not given them proper training, and then and then they're terrible. Of course, it's it's my fault in that situation. What I mean that more, and I think maybe what what that quote means is that as soon as you recognize there's as soon as you see a red flag, let's say, mm. you know what I mean. Instead of ignoring it, address it. You address it. Do you go with your gut? and say wait i think that's this is legit or do you just like in the past i've said oh I, I, there's a red flag let's say but i don't do anything about it and i think oh it's going to work out eventually you know they're yeah. going to get it or it whatever just gets it is worse. a lot most of the time it does most of the time it does and so i think that's what the fire fast although you make a very fair point of course you have to provide proper process and training you know before you before you just let somebody go um, and maybe you meet with them first, you know, I think, I don't think firing should ever be a surprise. I think that they should know, Yeah. you know, they should know what's coming, but, um, okay. And so the third thing you said, Promote you didn't fastest. disagree with, or you disagree, you didn't agree with either. Well, it's <laughs> it, once again, it's personality. So if mm -hmm. I think somebody is awesome and see, here's the thing, not everyone, not everyone's cut out to be a manager. Um, in fact, I would say most people are not. Uh, but then you find those gems where like, wow, they're fantastic. Or there's somebody who is like quietly wants to be a manager, but never says anything. And then they come to you and it's kind of like eye opening to, oh, well, all right, let's see if we can make this work. But I, I'm, f I'm all for promoting. If that means promote within, I'm all for that. I'd much rather do that. I, but once again, it, do you have the right personnel with the right personnel, personnel with the right personality to be a manager? Just because mm -hmm. you're, an, you're an amazing press operator or you're really organized at something doesn't mean you know how to talk to people, how to manage people, how to fire people. I mean, you guys know that sucks. So I, I agree with that. And I think that um, to clarify, I think you can promote to different roles in a manager. So for example, like if somebody comes in and starts at quality control, like at the end of the dryer, let's say, um, and you notice that they're really good at that and they're super organized they're every all, everything you know is, is great about that person then you can easily um, which we consider as a promotion is as they can go to shipping and receiving you yeah. know and so they can check in because that's a really important job right you have yeah. to check in correctly otherwise well everything's messed up <laughs> yeah you know sure. and so if you recognize that early and then you you can promote that's just one example like so not to a managerial position but just to a different role you know what I mean yeah. So to take all your quotes um, mm. and throw all kinds of caveats in it, that's kind of what I do with everything. So, <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> what about you, Dylan? You were special kind of quiet. asterisks. I'm the worst. <laughs> um, I'm a pushover and I'm a softy, and I feel like when I. All right, you want me to break down my hiring process? Please, sure. yes. My yeah. hiring process is I put something out on the internet and I say, "Hey, we're hiring for this." And recently, uh, within the past two years, me and Andy talked about this, but like I found out that you can do it through Facebook and you can pay like whatever, a hundred bucks to boost it. Mm 
and it'll send it out to everyone in your area. And then pretty much I get in, like for the last time I put an application out, I might've got like, I don't know, 30 or 40 applications in for the position. And maybe two people looked interesting out of all of those people. Yep. And then that pretty much is me creep stalking them on the internet and looking at their Facebook profiles and all the things you shouldn't do. And I'm like, well, this person's like holding a gun and a cat, yeah. like in their yep. profile picture, or this yeah. is them like quoting horrible things or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well that person's not going to work out. And then, uh, yeah, I, I narrow it down to like two or three and then I email them separately and I say, Hey, uh, saw your application. Everything looks good. Uh, would you be willing to come in or I've done this before, but like in that email, I give specific instructions to do something. And if they don't do those specific instructions, I automatically cut them off the list. Cause I'll be like me on too. Facebook, I'll be like, email me at this. And if they DM me on right. Facebook, you're automatically disqualified. Like I fucking sent email me. Like I gave you a specific yeah. email. So I kind of narrow it down to like one or two people. And then I just like have those two people in and I say, like, I sit them down at my, you know, in my office at the casting couch and I say, you know, like, what have you been up to? Like, what are your aspirations? Like, do, how are do you, you mind with if people? I record this? Do you yeah, mind exactly. if I record this do and I pull, I pull the shades out? down? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and then and you I, say, I say, let's see what you can do. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and then you play just the tip right and then mm. i give them a walk around mm. the shop and then i show them everything and see their actual interest in stuff like if they're like oh this is cool or if they're just walking around like yeah whatever fuck face just give me the job and then i usually like by the end of that interview i say is this something you would want to do and they say yeah i say i'll fucking see you tomorrow like i usually don't go much further than that it's like if they've already gotten to that position of like i went from 40 to two i'll be like hey come in but we also do the week train we do the week like tryout period so Test. like if yeah. i hire them and they suck that week i just tell them that weekend that it's not gonna work out so like you pay yeah. them cash that week yeah i'm just like all right like clock in like normal you know they work their hours and then if on friday i you know they leave and then i come in and talk to my staff i'm like what do you guys think they're like dude he fucking didn't blow in the bathroom like half the day then i'm like all right well he's hired or right. as long as you know right right or <laughs> whatever it's like generally it's like everyone hears opinion not just mine it's like if they because they have to work with the person you know what i mean like yeah and then they get here and they start working and I'm a pushover and things happen and red flags show up all over the place. And I kind of try to address it, but I might not. And I try to see how it plays out. And then it just turns into a festering ball of, uh, me not managing correctly. And then it's just a downward spiral from there. Do you, do you think that there is somebody else at your shop that could, you know, um, make that decision or fill that role so let's say you don't even do that you know knowing that you're a pushover or whatever what if you gave that responsibility to randy or whatever or chris or something i've tried and um, we don't speak of randy thanks for bringing that up <laughs> yeah. um, why, did I, why did i forget that but look why don't you so why doesn't chris do that for example like so why doesn't he make the decision at the end of the week or sorry why doesn't if he sees red flags address that instead of you 
Well, recently it kind of has been not him, but like, I don't know, like Sarah or Morgan will straight up be like, nope, not going to fucking work out. And I'm like, okay, well, you kind of can tell them that. Um, and they do. And, they, and that's what happens. Yeah. Well, like I said, I feel like everyone okay. here has that, you know, managerial feel and they, they kind of will tell me like, this isn't going to work out or like, I'm okay with telling this person what to do. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how, it, how it has been. But I'm just saying like, I know for like in general that like I can run this business, I can have the ideas, I can make things work, but like managing people and dealing with their expectations is like by far my fucking it's definitely, worst trait. Uh, it's it's tricky, part. dude. It's tricky. Yeah. Part. And so my only thing is, is that I, I mean, I love, I mean, I'm in love with these three things, hire fast, fire faster, promote fastest. And I think that I'm, I'm not saying that I do this, all of them well. And so just, but knowing that that's what I should be doing, I should, I should, you know, because I'm a pushover too in, in, in certain ways. Like I know that like sometimes things need to be addressed and I know they do, but I'm like, not today. You know, like we can't do this today right now. We have to, there's like too many shirts to get out the door and we have to pick a better time for that, but we need to make note of it and then, and then talk about it soon. But my problem is, is that I don't do it like tomorrow or the next day. I, you know, we're so busy. It turns out to be a week or something. And so I need to, I need to address that faster. Yeah. Um, but if you have somebody, and I don't mean like a bunch of people, cause I think probably in, a, in your situation, it needs to be one person that does this, you know, for I just you. think, have, have you guys mm. seen Moneyball with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember how like so. he, he basically has mm. Jonah Hill as his apprentice and he's like, mm he's excited to like get in the like the job and he gets the job and the mm-hmm. first thing brad pitt does is he's like you have to fire so-and-so mm-hmm. and he's just like freaking out like dude i can't mm-hmm. fucking do that no matter he's like he's like don't get into the weeds don't get into mm-hmm. details just literally bring him in say i got something to talk to you about sit him on the couch hand him this piece of paper and says say like we gotta let you go here's the details talk to hr about whatever and then that's it like don't say any more Sit him down, say you're fired, get him out of your office. I'm just like, sometimes I wish I could just do that where I'm just like, hey, I need to see you. Come in. Hey, we're letting you go. Here's a piece of paper that says go fuck yourself. (laughs) Get the fuck out of my office. (laughs) But I can't. I just can't do it. It's always. I'm I'm, so I I sound like I guess I'm a little more like you, Dylan. Like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a pushover because I'll hit a point where I push back pretty hard. But my whole thing is I want the environment to be as chill as possible as long as the job gets done. So if the job's not getting done, I don't have a problem coming down and saying like, you know, what's going on here? But I try to make it as easy as possible. And then Andy, kind of like what you were saying too, if I see a red flag, I'm like, well, first of all, I personally don't like to address red flags immediately because typically it's a uh, an anger issue or I don't like know, a somebody, situational problem or somebody's boyfriend broke up with them and they, you know, they still got that on their head while they're trying to work and work is frustrating them. And it's just a, a bunch of stuff. So I try to let that go a day or two and see, okay, is this a real thing or is this just, I had a bad day kind of thing. Right. Um, and I think I do sometimes let that go a little too much. You know, like you said, you get in, you get caught up with everything else going on, but, um, I, it kind of sounds like we're all kind of the same way. It, so I got a, a quick funny story. When mm-hmm. I was working um, at one of the bigger companies in Los Angeles, we brought in this guy. He was like a seasoned, like, I mean, he was like 15 years older than me, the seasoned art director coming from a major, major company that rhymes with Wisney. And uh, the fuck he is just Wisney? Was, <laughs> it, it rhymes with Wisney. Um, okay. So 
so he was very talented, but it just was not a good fit. Like, uh, it's just, just wasn't a good fit. Let's put it that way. And my boss said to me, well, you need to, you need to sit down with him and tell him what's wrong, what's going on. Like every Friday, sit down and here's what, here's what, here's what didn't go right. And here's what you did well. Like we'll try to encourage him, but also direct him. So this went on for three weeks and the same things that were going wrong for three weeks. So then finally I'm like, it's, it's not working. We got, we got to cut him loose. So we had to sit down with HR as our policy. So we sit down with HR and I, I tell him what's going on. He's like, I just, this is just coming out of the blue. I don't understand why, you know, he flipped out. He started calling us cowards and, and I didn't get any warning and anything like that. And I'm like, and HR always instructed us, don't say anything, just here's the facts. That's the way it is. So it really sucks. I had to sit there and have someone call me a coward and not be able to defend myself and say like, dude, I've been telling you for the past three weeks, these three mm -hmm. things specifically need to fit, get fixed, need to change. And they just, there was just no, no good through. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. When Dylan, Dylan and I were on Saturday night in Fort Worth, we, um, <laughs> we went to the stockyards um to meet up with the golden boys because we had our we had to exchange our files and so here we are in like the stockyards with rodeos going on and we're doing um tech stuff which was <laughs> um the irony was awesome but we after that we walked in uh down i don't know like a half mile and got ice cream and so we're in there and dylan actually was was waiting and he was going to meet up like 10 minutes later or something. And so I text him. I was like, Hey, do you want some ice cream? He doesn't answer his text until I was done paying and, uh, and it was eating my ice cream. And he's like, yeah, chocolate. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm, I'm out, I'm out here now. We're all out here eating ice cream now. But and all of a sudden he shows up. He's like, where's my fucking ice cream asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I, you, you, you took too long to text, but I'm going to get you ice cream right now. What do you want? And he goes, some chocolate ice cream so i go in there by myself and i'm waiting in line and then a, the, an employee cuts themselves on uh like they're making a shake and they cut you didn't tell somehow. me this did they spurt blood in my <laughs> ice cream and they go and they go and they go uh he guy goes fuck and he goes over and he kicks the door open like to the back kitchen area and he just disappears and i'm just standing there like oh shit you know dude he bled in my ice and then, cream and you're just now and telling then, me and then hold on hold on then he comes back you said it was cherry sauce and, yeah <laughs> so <I> was thinking, <laughs> he comes back tastes like nickel and <laughs> he takes the purse and i'm like please don't please don't ask me because i he he has it his his fingers bandaged and i'm like please don't ask me what i want please don't ask me what i want please don't i haven't placed my order yet and there was this other girl and i was like just please let me get the girl please let me. and then he so i so i like he looks at me and i look away like over this way <laughs> and uh so he asks the next person in line uh, uh, behind me so i was like sweet sweet he's not he's not gonna ask me so you i just end up standing pushed there him off onto some innocent poor bystander <laughs> some four-year-old girl yeah seriously Dylan, i did this for you because i know mm -hmm. you don't want blood in your ice cream i did i did this for you and so i'm standing there and I get skipped. And then so people are going around me. Eventually the the lady, oh, 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 oh here, here's here's the best part. So he goes and he, and once the person places the order with him, he's like pissed. And so he, whatever they say, they say, I want this, whatever. And so he flips the fucking lids hard, like <laughs> and they're crashing, crashing. And everybody's like standing still in an awkward situation. Like this guy's upset. And so uh, eventually though, the manager who I think is the manager is at the cash register. 
And she recognizes that, wait, this guy hasn't placed his order. And so she says, hey, what, what, what do you want? And I said, I just need some some chocolate ice cream. She goes, and I she's got like, you. she's like, sorry, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> so she makes it or in whatever. And then I go outside uh, and give Dylan his ice cream because he's such a diva. But the story is this, like, if I'm the manager in that situation, you know, I'm working the register or even if I'm just a team member, like a coworker. At what point do you, because it's in front of, you know, 15, yeah. 20 people, yeah. at what point do you go up to him and say, hey, you know, let's let's just chill out in the back for a minute and make sure you're okay? You know, or do you that let him continue? should be the first continue? thing if there's fucking blood around ice cream. No, he like, left to the, he went in the back and, and bandages Wrapped it with toilet then, paper. <laughs> put, a, put a glove on. But he was pissed. Like, he could tell. And I, I mean, I guess you you know of course you're upset you cut yourself and now you've got to scoop out ice cream and stuff and he just wasn't having it he wasn't in a wasn't in a very good mood after that and so do you at what point as a manager you know like because that if uh, the analogy is or i guess the same sort of thing that happens here is that some not somebody getting hurt but just if somebody's having a bad bad day or they make a mistake or whatever they're doing wrong you certainly i never want to call them out in front of everyone anyone else do you know what i mean at the same time you want to say something and so that's what i meant by like Sometimes if there's a red flag or if something happens, you don't always have to address it right then, like on the spot. You know what I mean? Mm. And and so if I were that manager, I just thought to myself, like, my gosh, you know, like if I was running the show here, like I would have to talk to this guy because he's like, he's not, he needs to just take a, uh, you know, take 10 or 20 or 30 or just maybe even go home. You know, he's having a bad moment. And so you don't want him to go out there and bleed all over everybody's stuff. It's gross right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh, bloody yeah. ice cream. I, I agree. If it's with customers, I think you have mm. to kind of step in. If it, I've had stuff, you know, personalities start to flare up or whatever, and I kind of let it, I let it, I listen, but I let it go mm. because typically it's going to flare up or, and then everything's, everything's cool. But if it seems to go more than, you know, like the next day, a lot of times, usually what I do, I'll be honest, I'll pull each person aside the next day and be like, hey, you want to tell me what happened? Let them vent, tell me their side. And then, you know, okay, cool. And here's kind of how I saw it or how I heard things going, but let's just, let's make it, how do we make it right? And then go mm -hmm. see that that's the other person. Gotta squash it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I probably should squash it sometimes a little more like right immediately, but. That's what she said. I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> but I also feel like uh, when I, squash it immediately uh or try to squash it immediately and those mm. tempers are flaring it's right, just it's one too more hot. yeah it's yeah. just one more thing in there like, so you know what you know what i find i get really mad at so i have to run out every once in a while something will happen it's like uh out a distributor sent us the wrong they sent us a 2xl and we need an xl and and i forgot about it for three days and now it's got to go on press so i'll run out to like michael's and get one or whatever so if i'm driving around for some reason when i'm driving around and i get slacked or whatever it is like there's some something about that that's what pisses me off i feel like like i don't know what it is but i noticed yesterday i was out running around yesterday and nothing actually pissed me off but i was getting slacks and i'm like something about being out of the shop i get much more angry than if i was right there yeah you feel like you're you you're saying that i can't leave the shop for like 30 minutes to, i guess and I, and, and, and I I, guess. here i am just yeah. for 30 minutes and you've got to slack me questions what i, I want to like, know like, is in the in the comments is how many people have had to do that I had to run to michael's or ac Moore or something to get shirts because i've done yeah. that probably mm. eight times or more yeah i, I do it more than i'd like to i can't count how many times and when broder brothers was here in st louis 
Well, then you mine the has time. always <laughs> mine has never been like, oh, we fucked up a couple of shirts. It's always been like, oh, shit, this order has to go out today and the blanks aren't mm-hmm. here. And I right. like have to go get an entire order. So you literally go to AC Moore and buy everything they have in that color yep. and then go to Michael's and buy everything they have in that color and then go to like some other hobby shop in town and buy everything. And the thing is, the shirts are like fucking four or five dollars. Well, back I'm talking back when things were cheap again. Like they were twice as much as they normally would be. And you just go get it. And they all have individual stickers on the front. And then you go to print it and it's got that strip sticker on the front. (laughs) Well, uh, so I'm cheap. So what I do is... (laughs) We save the stickers, and then when the shirts finally come in from whatever distributor, we just oh, put the stickers on, and I take them back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I make sure that the the customer, my customer, is not getting like a like a, a gluey shirt or anything like that. The stickers yeah. come off, no problem. But uh, you know, it's the same damn shirt. Although I have a feeling, maybe Michaels or whatever gets a cheaper, a less. Let's say, well, you would know, Dylan. You were there. Does do you know? Does Michaels get the same heavy cotton G five thousand that we get yeah they do okay i thought yeah, maybe they gave the bulk cheap uh, a less a lesser quality you guys uh you guys don't just print with the stickers on there just like a hat you want to leave the sticker on the hat just do the only, print directly over the sticker yeah why not that's super fresh you must be so immature to leave a sticker on a hat am i right <laughs> seriously <laughs> so bougie well 1998 called and they said you can take the stickers off now seriously exactly um yeah i don't know i think i feel like we just do what we got to do and fucking shit happens and i i'm usually a pretty chill person i don't want to like toot my own horn but i feel like i don't really fly off the handle a whole lot i feel like when i get angry i get quiet like i just want to like go in my office shut the door and like just leave me alone for a little while i'll watch a youtube video or i'll do something and then i'll be fine but once in a while, I'll throw something. <laughs> once in a great while. So yeah, I don't. I don't usually get too angry. Angry. I'm pretty <sighs> chill. But every once in a while. Pete, your interesting story is not only do you run a really awesome shop that does some really great work, <laughs> but your interesting story is that you had a shop and then bought another one. Mm-hmm. So I know we kind of heard this story already, but will you? Yeah. Give us a refresher on uh, that whole process. Sure. So, um, do you want like uh, how I got in this whole thing, or just start from owning the first shop? Owning the first shop, how that was going, and then okay. uh, what happened. Okay. So when I started my first shop, it was I don't know six years ago, something like that, and I actually I just started the concept of what was called shirt shrub. Uh, because the URL was available. So shirtshrub.com. And I, at, at the last big company I worked at, they actually were running Cornets. We had like six Cornets, five Cornets, and they were running an online business, um, printing one-offs through a website. It was very successful because it was a big company. So they were doing a lot of like nerd, nerd core stuff, My Little Pony and a lot of like Marvel and stuff like that. So I saw the benefits of a GTG. What I didn't realize is that the core needs cost as much as a house. And there was like the whole place had to be humidified. It was a whole thing. And it was, it was a pain, but I was like, well, if these get a little bit easier, it would make sense. So long story short or longer, I come home, I move back to Maryland after having left for 20 years and I start this business and I buy an Epson uh, G5, what are they? The GT3 series. 
and it goes okay. Like it's not too bad. Um, and then business starts to pick up, and that starts going really well. And I'm like, oh, I'm I can't. But I but I was shopping a lot of stuff out to the company that I now own, Sage. So if I had anything that was a big run, I can't I can't digitally print that. It's gonna kill me between the pre treat and all. So I'd shop that out to Sage and got a good reputation or you know a good uh, relationship with the previous owner of Sage. And then that went on for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half. And I'm like, I, I'm just going to get my own press. So I found a used press in Philly. I'm in Baltimore. So I just went up, bought that press, brought it back, stuck it in the back of my basement where I had the DTG. And it literally just, just fit. I think we talked about this last time. I had to go underneath the stations to like plug and unplug things. It, it just barely spun. Um, and I'm... So customer service is really big on me, always has been. So I really made sure I like bent over backwards for the customers. That's what he said. And then um, I would do some deliveries and stuff like that. Just try to get an edge on other printer, print shops in the area. And it worked. And we started getting bigger and bigger. And then I got to the point where in this tiny little space in the back of my basement, there's just ink everywhere. And I was I was getting shirts dirty. And it was, it was a mess. I had no room to move. So I... Rented out of space, and then COVID hit. I can't actually remember how what the timing was, but basically, I rented out of space like right when COVID hit, or when we were like, "Oh, we'll just be shut down for two weeks. It's not a big deal." And then right. it actually actually Come happened. Come back to it. Yeah. So uh, those were bad times. Um, business declined significantly, but I was also just starting a business, so there wasn't much coming in, and. Um, you know, I had some side jobs just to kind of make things go through. My wife, unfortunately, got laid off the first month of the COVID lockdown. So it was tight for a while. And then um, I have a connection with a children's hospital here through a friend of a friend. And they placed this huge order. And I was like, okay, well, if I can get another one of those or two, get back on my feet. And that's what happened. Got back on my feet. And maybe another year or so goes by, maybe two years. And the previous owner of Sage called me and he said, hey, I need someone to come in with some management experience, help me manage things. Um, he's an amazing printer, um, but could use a little help with management and workflow and that kind of stuff. So he wanted to partner up. We talked about that for a while. I said, let's do a 90 day. Let me come in. Let's work with, see if we work together well for 90 days. So we did that. And without getting into his personal business, um, he had a lot of... Um, uh things that happened to him unfortunately um and long story short he wanted to get out and i bought him out and took over the business so i'd been running it for about a year and a half before i well yeah i've been running it for about a year and a half working as an employee before i bought it so you had at that moment you had two spaces i guess you had the space you rented mm -hmm. and then you had the new business correct and you you I guess the lease was up or whatever in the old in the first space and you yeah. and you merged yeah so for a long time I would be at Sage during the day and then I'd drive 40 minutes to the other shop which is on the other side of town and I would print manually there um, but I mean before that I was working at a grocery store and doing Amazon deliveries and printing just to make things make ends meet during COVID so I was kind of used to running myself ragged um, and then, yeah, pretty much the lease, it kind of timed itself well. The lease kind of ended at the other place and I shut that down. And what I ended up doing is I rented a, I mean, rented a, like a, a 10 foot by 10 foot space out front of their shop, out front of that building. 
and put a Dropbox, a lock automated Dropbox. So that my customers who are mm -hmm. used to picking up stuff there can still pick up there. Nothing changes for them because I didn't let people in anyway. Um, and I still have a presence in that area, like we talked about. Um, so, like, um, you mean they just like key code accessed yep. in or something? Yeah, in, I give them the code, and they just punch it in, and lock Dropbox opens up. They take their stuff. They're good. To you go. had a lot of pickups. Is that what you're saying? Like, I did. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of pickups, but during COVID, I didn't let anybody in, and I don't really like letting people in anyway because, mm -hmm. you know, you get stuck with the whole twenty-minute to forty-minute spiel on i'm gonna be the next big t-shirt company t-shirt brand and i need 40 minutes of your time to find out i can't afford anything so right. that still is how you operate is nobody nope picks so, up inside sage is in baltimore in the city so mm -hmm. the door is locked um because it's baltimore city and uh if people come to pick up they can come in sure i mean i answer the door if someone comes to the door but we keep the door locked mm -hmm. and we don't we have no we have by appointment only on the door we have it on everywhere but people still want to come in every once in a while it's not a lot though so you know mm -hmm. i don't mind trying to help out as long as i don't get stuck there for 40 minutes talking about stuff and yeah. you know what, what i can't stand is people are like i want to come i want to come touch the shirts I'm like why it just like i i guess because they want to see how soft it is but I tell them, like, I don't have, we don't keep shirts just like laying around and there's so many styles and so many, I mean, 20 styles of, of hoodies and 20 styles of tees and all that. I can't possibly have all that here. So if you tell me what you're looking for, I can, I can get it and then happy to let you touch it. Send but, them a sample. Yeah. We've talked about that a yeah. bunch where you can just basically call your rep and have them send, send out a sample to a customer. Yeah. That's something that me and Steven both talked to, uh, to Gilden about when we were there was, uh, their swatch books you know they have the swatch book with a little mm -hmm. cutout tee and you can see the shirt color yeah. problem with that though is you can't feel it yeah you know what i mean the first thing everyone wants to do is like do this to a shirt right. and be like oh it's a software so steven was talking about oh we should make like a like a key ring thing or whatever that has like all the different shirt materials on it so you can actually like even if it's like four by four you can grab that material and hold it and touch it and whatever else yeah. so we're, um we're probably really unique although you know our business model is very different because our doors are unlocked sometimes our doors are open like when it's beautiful out like right now in october in st louis is amazing and so our front door is even propped open but i we have a dressing room here we always have so like we have a room that's the size of a bathroom that there's no sink or no toilet no nothing it's an actual dressing room just a camera and, <laughs> and you can go in there and I'll try on a shirt or try on a hat. There's a mirror, you know, you try on a hat or whatever you want to do. And because you're right, you know, people do want to, they want to be, you know, more than just touch the shirt. Some people, what they want to try it on and see how it fits. And is it, you know, the right fit. And so um, we did that a just a long time ago because it eliminated problems, you know, for the, for the, because you're right. Cause some customers don't care. They're like, like the we're, customer we're rush ordering today. You're also encouraging yeah. St. Louis people to come in and order. Yeah. Oh, sure. We're but, not necessarily. Yeah, but we're not me and Pete are trying mm -hmm. to avoid that as much as possible. I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a, and I've considered, we've considered the business model of, okay, by appointment only, if you want to order some shirts, you, you set up a time and so, and then we'll schedule it and you come in, we'll meet with you and we'll still do all of that stuff. Like you can see the difference between a 3001 CVC and uh, a Gildan 5000 or whatever you're trying to, right. you know, compare. Um, because I think that, I mean, a lot of times, I guess you have to decide if you if you want to you know cater to that sort of client or not. 
you know, because a lot of our work has actually shifted to uh, what I would call premium contract work. And they give us the shirts, you know, we're just, we're just a printer. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you. So premium contract would be um, like without giving anything away, but a major companies that are shipping you shirts and you, do they send you like the steps and everything too? I'm curious. We're kind of dealing um, with something like that now. So our second, one of them does, our, our like, I would call it our second largest uh, client, premium contract client. Um, they give us shirts and art already sept. And then a few of them, we probably have a handful of these and a few of them, the rest of them don't. We are sepping the art. We okay. are doing the art. Uh, they're doing the art, but we're sepping it. Yeah. Um, and why I call it premium is that it's not just like, contract pricing, the right. everyday contract pricing. Instead, it's a partnership where we're providing a premium service and we're charging a premium charge. Yeah. <laughs> There's a premium to, to the charge, you know, so it's sort of like a hybrid. It's almost, I mean, it's not a contract, every everyday contract customer, but it's not a retail customer either. You know, instead yeah. they're, we've agreed to to terms basically. And so it's premium. Um, and I think that shifting to that, that model, we're able to operate with less customer service with a smaller customer service team, client success team. Do you know what I mean? We don't, before I was like, man, we, we need five people all day, minimum helping either walk-ins, phone calls, quotes online, all this stuff. But since we switched that, the balance a little bit, we don't need that. Instead we have three. And three works, even when we're, I even say like, we're at our busiest right now and three is enough. <clears throat> and Dylan, do you like have any line. contract work like that? No, not really. Uh, I mean, we, we did contract work in the beginning and then we got away from it. And I just bought another press just because I wanted to spend money and I wanted another press and for overflow. And now I'm debating getting back into some contract again, just to like put on that press all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I feel like it's, I would rather not, but like Andy says, he has a couple of really good ones that are just big customers that want things a certain way and they make an agreement and it works really well. So that's the unicorn. That's what you try to get, I guess. So he's, yeah, it's he's a doing unicorn right. that exists. It's a, it's a right. Sasquatch. We should call it a, 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 we should call it for what it is. It's a, not a unicorn. A sassy corn. Yeah. It's, Ooh, it's, we, they are real and they are out there. Mm-hmm. And th- what you should mention too, is you bought that third press and it was more than just getting a third auto. It was also uh, a smart move because you leveled up in that you replaced your manual with an auto and you, you took up like two more feet or something. Mm-hmm. Or not even, right? It was basically mm-hmm. the same footprint. Two feet. Well, yeah, way two more feet. efficient. Yeah, right. Yeah, we had that sidewinder mm-hmm. that just sat there and sat there and sat there. And we only used it for like, I don't know, bullshit orders. Like not even orders. It was always just mm-hmm. like, oh, we have to do some hoods or I have to do some tags or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was taking up all that space. And I think it was like nine feet. And a 6'8 sportsman was 11 feet. So for two more feet of space, <laughs> I have an auto there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, totally makes sense. So yeah, it made perfect sense to do. But um, yeah, we'll fill it. We're, we'll use it. It's already getting filled. Um, so it's it's all good. Um, but Pete, when you said that they wanted to team up and you came in and used your 
managerial skills was there a lot of butting heads because i feel like if i owned a business for a long time and did things my way and then i had someone come in and help me i feel like they would do things totally different than i would and it would fucking drive me crazy i no, there weren't a lot there wasn't a lot of butting heads um i think i think he he really wanted i think he didn't want to deal with that anyway and this is just my personal opinion. he just wanted he to print he just wanted to print and he's very creative and an awesome printer. I mean, I'll never be as good a printer as him. No, not even going to try to. Um, but um, a lot, you know, and I tried real hard not to step on any toes too. I asked if I felt like I was overstepping, not overstepping, but you know, if I felt like I could do something maybe a little bit better or a little different, I'd ask first before I try to implement anything. But he was always very good about, you know, I never, never really gave me any, any, any kickback on hardly anything. Um, so it, that in that aspect, it was it was a good it was a good relationship, yeah. Nice. Now, how did you feel? Like, did you did you want to change up a bunch of things from the way they ran it? And is that still a work in progress? It definitely still a work in progress. Um, I think uh, once again, in my opinion, previous owner wanted people to come to him with questions on everything or at least that's the way it was working maybe he didn't want it i don't know but the way it was working was pretty much anybody had a question they asked him i don't want to people to come to me with questions unless <laughs> they've exhausted all other options mm-hmm. and um i've expressed to my team and i love my team i've expressed to them like you've been doing this for a while you are smart people figure it out and if you can't figure it out then come to me but you know, try three or four things first. And if you're absolutely stuck, of course, come to me. Um, also, um, you know, I'd say that I'm like, well, then you re- reach, we're having problems with the SEPs. Okay, reach out to the SEP company. You don't need to tell me what, it's just going to take me time to write the exact same thing you would write them. Like, I'm not a separator. You're not a separator. We don't yeah. have to get specific. Just say, this doesn't match this. We need this corrected, that kind of thing. So I'm still trying to build, and maybe, I think Andy, you said it to the point of, you know, like it, it frustrates me that I can't leave for a few, for a while without questions and i don't want to sound like i don't want to sound like my team's incompetent they do a great job i think they just want to make sure they're doing things right you know and that's why they're reaching out to me and there's nothing wrong with that except i get mad at myself because i'm supposed to be building systems where they don't need me so i don't have to be there every day and the one that the one day where things were running really well and the um one um our shipping handling and 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 uh general help out person she's like you know i don't i hope you don't take this the wrong way but we don't even need you here. I don't think you even need to be here. And I was like, take that the wrong way. That's that's what I'm shooting for. Like that is right, my goal. Is that you guys don't need me. Um, uh, like I said, they they they're talented. They know what they're doing. So I trust them to do their own thing. And maybe they just didn't feel like they had the leeway in the past to, to make their own uh, decisions. I don't know. I don't want to put words in people's mouths or you know make any judgment. But I think uh, that was my main thing. Was uh, it needed a little more a little more um, processes as far as uh, mm-hmm. the way, the flow of everything. Um, yeah. But so but all in all, I, I would add um, this to my promote faster part is that if you recognize um, someone that you think is very responsible, um, I, I've done that all along, all of these years, I've, I've made them a key holder and I go in, I can like go into my, we have a security system here. So I just, I can go, you know, onto my dashboard, give them their own code 
and they can open, for example, and so I'll, and or they can close. You know what I mean? And so there's that person that, and they're not managing people. Let's say all they are responsible for is they're a key holder, so they can unlock or lock the door, and they can set or they can arm or disarm the alarm. Do you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's like, and they have their own code, and I tell them, don't give this code to anyone else, because when you when if you do and they code in, well then it's your name, mm-hmm. or they or they code out, it's your name, and so just this is your code, keep it to yourself. And that person is, I mean, they're not only do they do well and excel, um, and I compensate them more for that. They actually like that responsibility. You know, they, I mean, I know I would, if I was, you know, I, I know I did. Like, I remember when somebody offered that to me as when I was working somewhere and they're like, Hey, do you want to be a key holder and you can do this? I was like, well, that's pretty cool. You know, that's an, an extra responsibility. And the key so, master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, because I think everybody, because what happens if, you know, you can't make it to the shop or if you have to run somewhere and somebody has to lock up, you know, I mean, every, I mean, not not you necessarily, Pete or Dylan, but like it's just anyone. Like, what do you do if you don't have somebody else that can open and close your store? I feel you know? like almost everybody here has a key. Yeah, like <laughs> literally every employee has a key. I thought you were going to say you don't even lock your door because yeah, it's freaking awesome awesome small town new york and we just leave the doors open. i probably could yeah i have (laughs) yeah um i guess my final question pete before we get to listener question stuff is would you do it again oh yeah for sure by the business you mean yeah yeah, yeah, like go from your Um, business to buying another one yeah the reason being i combine both books of business so that's great you know um my previous business shirt shrub was doing more of just for uh, Joe's plumbing, like just to say it easy, you know, or, or schools or whatever. They were doing much easier prints. I was on a manual. And Sage is really known as the art shop. We do all the really good art prints. But I think there's, a, it, you should have a little bit of both of those businesses to, at least I want that in Sage. I want a little bit of the, you know, one right. or two color. We talked about this last time, one or two color yeah. going through. And then we spend time and really make these masterpieces of art look like masterpieces of art too. So mm-hmm. it's a good balance. Um, it was a long process. The only thing I would change is I would make it happen way faster. It took way too long, but that's, you know. For the transition, you mean? The, the, the purchase, actually. There was a lot of negotiations, a lot of back and forth, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, nothing that could necessarily have been avoided, but you know, when you get lawyers involved, because you got to have contracts and this and that, it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would absolutely do it again. Another reason being, it advanced my business entity, whatever you call it, the both businesses together. Let's say as one, it advanced me so much further ahead. It probably put me three years ahead of where I would have been with Shirt Shrub because I didn't have automatics yet. I would have had to put in three-phase electric, all that kind of stuff. For people that might have this option or want to do this, what would you say you wish you did differently or to look out for? Well, one thing you said, do it faster. Yeah, but I don't know how much, you know, I, I wouldn't rush it. It's definitely a process you don't want to rush. But at the same time, it just felt like it went on for a long time. There's also different, there's circumstances, like I said, that the other owner was dealing with personal issues um, that are out of his control. And, but they did sort of slow us down, slow the process down a little bit. Um, And uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't, it's so hard to say like what to look out for. I guess my best advice would be. Was there anything like legally that was kind of just like a stupid loophole that you're like, fuck, I wish I did that differently. 
Not that I or found yet. Was it yet. pretty cut and dry? And so far, it was, I wouldn't say it was cut and dry. I, I, I love my lawyer. He did an awesome job, and he would keep telling me like, "We should probably put something in for this." And maybe he's just trying to make some extra money, but he'd be like, "Oh, we should put something in for this. We should put something in." So we put a lot of uh, escape valves. They call them, you know, escape valves. If this, if this isn't, if this doesn't happen, then this doesn't happen. Or, you know, we did like a non-compete clause, and you know, little things just to make sure that um, I could still take the business and just run with it. And there wasn't any problems there. I, I guess my best advice if somebody's looking to do this is A, try to have the best relationship you can with whoever you're going to buy the business from. Um, try to come to terms before the lawyers get involved because I think that would speed things up if you said, here's what I'm looking for. You know, Have all that sort of uh, figured out so that when you go to the lawyer, they're just typing up and making sure all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted. Um, but you know, also when you're buying a business, you have to have it evaluated. That takes some time. Uh, you have to have account accountants involved. It's you know, it just is what it is. It was a. I learned a lot. I've also forgotten a lot of it too. <laughs> but I would absolutely do it again, especially if you see it as an opportunity to advance where you are. Um, you know, it's it was a big risk. I mean, it was my life savings. So, and then some. So, um, well, it seems it, to be working out risk, for you. Yeah, I believe in uh, the quote. Um, well, I've heard it two different ways. But I, I really like wish you. I wish you would say, "Higher fast, higher fast, fire faster, <laughs> fire faster, and fire, fire, Andy. fire even faster." Um, <laughs> <laughs> that ended up, um, you're like, "Man, I just really live and die by this quote." <laughs> That's my favorite quote. <laughs> um, uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, listener questions, Dill. Do you have them on Hold your on, phone? I'm going to get there. It's fucking a mile back. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Beat, 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 beat. Oh, what do we got here? Um, you didn't want to do technical questions. Uh, shoot, shoot. If, I, if, I, if I'm not going to, if I can't answer it right, I'll tell you. It's okay. A lot of it's about half tones. Yeah, don't ask those. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I got a screen tech and he's fantastic and he handles most of that. Here's a good one. Curious, uh, Jeff from Tiny Fish asks, curious if any of the skills from the shop have made it into your home life. For example, I now fold my shirts at home like we do at the shop. Yeah, I don't, I think. Like business I stuff, like I feel like money management and organization and stuff like that all f definitely went with me home. Yes, but I've kind of always been doing that because I remember I was a manager for quite a few years. So yeah, that's true. I kind of, that, that's always kind of been, kind of always been my thing. Um, no, I, I mean, there, it, the answer is probably no. I mean, I agree with shirt folding. I did learn how to fold shirts from working in this industry. I didn't before. Um, didn't do it right anyway. But yeah, I don't know that there's anything specifically from there that um, I've learned. I have, I used to um, spread my cream cheese on my bagel. I used to push and now I pull. I pull like this. I'm a pusher. I've always been a pusher. <laughs> always been a puller yeah most people are pullers i just i can't get the i can't get the control i want when i pull so i like to push hmm. we're talking about squeegees yep yeah 
Oh, okay. Yeah, then I'm definitely uh, on my target. No, we were trying to we were trying to talk about what do you anything that you do at your shop, and now you do. Yeah, like, I understand. You do it at home, okay? And so I just I made a joke, and it wasn't funny. It's okay. Right. Like it's okay, right. Dylan. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, all these other ones are kind of some stuff that we already went over, but I think if I was to sum them up, you guys do a lot of like sim process jobs. Uh. Yeah. What are you guys using for screens? What meshes do, do counts do you like to use? And are you using doing anything special with the inks, or is it just like out of the bucket mixed Pantones? So just give you all our secrets. Yeah, I'm joking, totally joking. Um, <laughs> so we have Newman rollers. Um, I adopted those when I came in. I can't say I love them. I do like the idea of tensioning. You know, controlling the tension. Are you using Newmans for everything? Everything. Yep. Okay. They were there when I got there. I used to right. use statics when I had my manual, but the, the new ones were there when I got there. Right. Um, so the mesh we typically use, and I think this could be tweaked a little bit, but it does seem to work. So I'm not going to really fuck with it right now anyway, is we basically do a 200 mesh base, 300 mesh top color. Um, uh, that can vary depending on, you know, if we're printing on a tote or a, or a T or whatever. Um, but those are pretty much the only ones we use. We have, we do 166s every once in a while. If we've got to get like a really strong white somewhere. Um, are you doing 200 for underbase and then a 300 for a top white? Yes. Yeah. Top white, we get 300 because when we have a top white, it's usually just to blend those blend those colors a little right. bit better, you know? Yeah. So yes, the top white would be at pretty much everything except for the base typically is 300. Now that's not a, that's not a hard and fast rule, but that is kind of our standard. Um, every once in a while, I'll look at something and be like, see, every once in a while, the, either the screen tech or I will find something that we're like, let's try that on a different on a different screen or um, the one of the things I found when I came to Sage was they were printing their whites with uh, with 200, but they were very kind of faded whites. And I didn't really like that. I want a little more of a, of a bold white, right. but without getting bulletproof. So yeah. we've kind of tried to find the sort of happy medium still using 200s, but with push to put a little more ink down. So that's got a little more of a punch to it. Are you just using a white out of the bucket? Or are you adding anything to it? Are you softening it? The white gets a very little bit of, and I, don't, I heard you're not supposed to do this, but we do it. Uh, white gets a very little bit of viscosity buster. Yeah, just to get that's it not bad. A little we used bit. to do that too. So we, yeah, so we use Monarch Stark White, um, and all of our inks get a little bit of viscosity buster too, based on a percentage ratio. Um, I, the, the My only concern with that is I don't want them getting too watered down. We've had issues where you go to print an orange, and it's so watered down it comes out kind of yellow. Now yeah. that was... A, that was about a, lot a year of transparency. ago. But yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we actually we add a little viscosity buster. We take most of the stuff, Monarch mixing system, Vivid mixing system, and go from there. We do match Pantones. We match almost every single Pantone. Um, unless some, you know, I can kind of get a vibe from the customer if they're going to be like, we want it red. Or if they're it's an art piece and they want a specific red, I'll say, do you want right. more of an orange red or a red red? Or um, our main customer loves blood red, so that's a 185, I think is what they standardly use. Um, so yeah, that's that, that, that. What else? What there was some other detail? That was pretty much it. I was just yeah. curious on your 
screen mesh and what what inks you were using because like i said that's usually everyone's big question with a shop like yours that does a lot of sim processes like are you thinning down your inks or what you know are you using 305s for everything or what are you doing so i think you're getting a lot of good prints with having that high tension those newmans well that's just it we tension that's screens your, right that's your that's your ability to get good release is having those newmans in high tension so and we're using a CTS and uh, what's that OLED, OLED, however you say it. Um, I guess the highlight bulb or whatever. So we get really nice exposure, and we don't really, we don't really have too many issues with washout or you know losing half tones. So right, sweet. Previous owner did a great job of really kind of dialing things in. Yeah, he was kind of a nerd when it came to that kind of stuff. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, we talked a lot. Um, all right, well, are you ready for some quick takes, Andy? Yep. Yes. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Voice of an angel. Oh, thank you. Um, let's see. Oh, well, I'm in first. So, so Pete, what's the first thing you do every morning? Um, P. Hmm. It's a pretty solid answer. Yeah. 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 I like that. I pee mm-hmm. and then I take my crazy pills and I feed the dog. <laughs> You Do you ever, you ever fed the dog your crazy pills? No. No, I have not. Actually, I got that wrong. I pee, take my crazy pills, take the dog to pee, and then I feed the dog. Okay. You need to add one more step, What's and that? that is stare at the sun for 10 minutes. As you can see, if I go near the sun, I burst into flames. That's why I'm <laughs> You're a day walker for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Uh, let's see. i got to get back to Andy's text. Uh, are you watching any good shows right now? Reading any good books? Yeah. So when we spoke last time, I was like, I'm not watching any shows, but I was also, um, the quick takes from last time don't count because my headphones were nothing counts losing battery from last and time. I was answering. Last time. Right. Plus we, uh, we there switched them up a little bit. We switched them up a little bit. Okay, good. Um, so I am, I do, I do, I enjoy secession. Um, I like shows where there's like real badass leaders because I could never be that complete dickhead of a leader, but I kind of like them. Yeah, the dad from Secession, uh, Clay from Sons of Anarchy, uh, any of those like real asshole leaders, I I love watching them, but I could never be that dude. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I love Secession. Uh, Secession is like super stressful. Really? Why? I don't, I don't know. I just, because I just don't like those people. I don't like people that are all backstabby. I'll do things for me. And that whole family is that way. Yeah. The whole, yeah. they're just looking out for themselves all the time. Totally. Totally. I kind of yeah. like that. Well, I've never heard of, I've never heard of the show. What it's is in it? The HBO. It's, on it's like about a dad who owns a media company and he's got all these kids and all the kids work for him, but mm-hmm. they're all trying to like be the next person in charge mm-hmm. and they're just fucking backstabbing each other to get that way. But the dad's also a dick and a workaholic and he doesn't want to give up ever, even though he's Mm -hmm. got like all these health issues. And he plays them against each other. Right. Yeah. Got it. It's stressful. It's a stressful. Something about it. Like, but yeah, besides that, I've watched it. I'm just saying it's one of those where it's just like, this didn't help me relax at all. Well, you're learning though, how to, you know, hand your business down to your kids. (laughs) That's definitely what the show is. Or how not to. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I had my daughter in the other day. She's nine. Had her in Wednesday. She was off school. 
And I'm like, okay, babe, you're going to cut rags. She's like, okay. So she cuts like two. She's like, how many more do I have to do? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, do like 20. So she comes back. She's like, my hands hurt. I said, I don't care. Finish <laughs> so then she comes back. She's like, okay, I think I did. I did 21 and I, I had given her a second shirt. And I was like, uh, did you finish the second shirt? And she's like, no, but I did 21. And I was like, I don't care. Go finish the second shirt. She's like, oh, my hands hurt. <laughs> so she's not getting the business yet. Right. Well, uh, you just say, you bought yourself landscaping duty right at that moment. Yeah. And there you go. She has more work. Next question is, what experience from your childhood has made the greatest impact on your career? Okay. Pretend you never heard this before. When <laughs> I was little, so speaking of work, my dad would work me. That sounds terrible. My dad would put me to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my dad would put me to work on... Um, we go to my grandfather's house. <laughs> it's, it's getting worse by the minute. My father would give me jobs to do around my grandfather's house. My grandfather was old to go visit him. Chores. Well, not just not really chores. It was more like, you know, we got to build the floor. And I wish I'd pay attention because oh. now I don't know how to do any of that. But he, it ended up me holding a nail or holding the light most of the time. That's the um, worst job as a I'm kid. I'm sure I was. I know, but I was probably, but I was probably like my daughter, going like, "I'm tired, my hand hurts." But um, so the one job though he he gave me was we had a we had a stump in the backyard, and I, I'm sure it was. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. No, yeah, so I remember. I don't even want to know what you're laughing at, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna really, chalk it up to you, you being delusional. You're delusional. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a stump in the backyard, and I think he just gave me this job to get me to get out of his hair or whatever. And he's like, "Get that stump out of the yard." So it took all day. And I dug at it and hacked at it and hacked at it. And finally, I mean, like eight hours later, I got it out and, you know, took a bath and that night and the, the water was brown black and it just felt good because I finally, like I got this damn thing out. And so that determination, that stubbornness, you might want to call it, is mm. it's, it's, I, I rarely turn down a job. Like I always say, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'll out hustle 90% of the people, if nothing else, just to prove them wrong. Right. I get that. I can understand yeah, it. Determination is um, a huge part of having successful business, you know? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, there was a movie. What was the movie about McDonald's again? What was that called? The Founder. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what he said attributed him mm. to most of his success was determination. I mean, he was a dick too. I mean, think about it. Mm. I, I mean, I like... I don't know how true how true this is, but it's definitely true to like, I feel like my story is just like when you grow up with not a lot, you know what I mean? Or if you have some kind of struggle, usually that makes like the best entrepreneurs or like business people because they just want to, they know what it's like and they want to do anything they can to like not be in that position. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yes. they're determined to get something and to do something and to make something of themselves. Mm -hmm. But it's a spoiled little asshole brats who had rich parents that just like want everything handed to them and don't want to work for anything. And they don't know they don't know what it's like to have to like bust your ass to make enough money to like buy dinner. Survive. Or yeah, I, I put this um, I put this question to the mild boys just a few days ago because we're going through homecoming situation this weekend where um we have a son who's going to homecoming and how much of that homecoming is are Joanna, we responsible is Joanna for? in the room andy yeah she's here oh so right. how much so for example um do we pay for everything because this homecoming thing is like six hundred dollars like for so 
uh, the boy has to pay for the dinner, has to buy flowers, has to have a suit, which he needed a new suit because he is growing, um, has to uh, buy the ticket to, to, a, to, the, to the dance, to homecoming or whatever, right? So there's all these things. And it came to a lot of money. And so we were like, okay, well, how much do we, because there's this balance of you want to teach them a lesson like, hey, you have a date and you are responsible to pay for some of that. However, I get it. You don't have a full-time job or anything. And so he does have a job though, right? Yeah, but not a full-time. And so he chooses to just, where do they choose? Where does your child or your kid, I guess, choose to spend their money. And then if it's important to them to go to homecoming, maybe they sh- you should teach a lesson of, hey, well, you, you need to pay for part of this and also um, you need to save for it or plan for it and that kind of stuff. And so at the same time, that's balanced with, you want your kid to look like fly and fresh. You don't want to be like some dork out there with, you know. Um, Stick around um, his hat. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Exa- exactly. Gotcha. And so, um, so yeah, you want to, and then also you want him to, to be able to take her to uh, a proper dinner, you know, and all these kind of things. And so your kid learns how to do that sort of stuff balanced with, they should pay for some of it. And so that's kind of where we landed is that he needs to pay. I feel for like if he, he has have any money, I feel like my thing is that if he's old enough and he has a job or just even at that age, like he should work for the money to do that. Like if he wants to do it, he needs to do something. Like if my kid didn't have a job, a real job, and he came to me and was like, I need money for this, I need money for this, and he's a teenager, I'd be like, all right, well, we're going to fucking go like redo something. Like we're going to build a deck. Cut some, or cut, we're gonna, cut a like, shirt up. We're going to fucking, you're going to work at the shop for two weeks or whatever it is. And like, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're actively doing it and we don't end up with enough, you don't end up with enough money by the end of it. Yeah. Fucking dad's here. I'll help you out. But like, don't sit around and just expect me at the last minute to buy the whole thing. And you just kind of didn't do anything to get it. Like, I think those lessons are important. Yeah. They need to, they need to fucking work for their shit. And like, I do that with my kids. Like I'll, I'll hundred percent admit that like, there's kind of spoiled kids and they get whatever they want. But I also, they know like if they want anything, their first question to me is dad, is there anything I can do before they say, dad, can I have 20 bucks? Their very first question is dad, what can I do? Because they know I'm going to ask them, like, is your room clean? Is the upstairs clean? Is the dishes done? Is the garbage out? Is Did you empty the kitty litter? Like, all this stuff. Like, <laughs> if they want money, I go down the list. I'm like, all right, well, what chores can you do first? So they know right off the bat to ask me, like, what can be done? Because that's what it is. And my daughter, like, I'm proud of her. Like, we were going to Disney, and I feel like for, like, six months, she just saved money like birthday money and like all these other things. She just like kept putting it away. And then we went to Disney. She had like a couple hundred bucks. I was like, where the fuck did you get a couple hundred bucks from? Mm. And she just like saved it. She probably went you in my wallet just every like night that. and just like took money out of my yeah. wallet every night. But, um, <laughs> or sold I mean, drugs or something like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's something, right. It's ambition. Like she had, she had what she wanted to do. My real question is to follow up with Andy's question is what did we all wear to prom? Well, prom oh. is it was a tux. I got, I got oh, yeah. I, I know, but did you rent something? Did you buy something? And what did you wear? Oh, we what rented, it looked like? I rented a tux. Yeah. So you it, it, when so when I went to high school, prom was a was a tux. Like you went all all in. You know. Mm. Me too. And you got the is it what called boutonniere? No. Cumberbund. Cumberbund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I wanted to be hot shit, 
and <laughs> I was like an artsy kid, so I had to be different. So I rented a tux, but I'm like, I'm gonna get the white tux because everyone's gonna wear a black tux. <laughs> mm. So I get the white tux with like red, you know, the flannel, whatever you call tartan print, a cummerbund, mm. tie, whatever. And I go in, and the fucking wait staff had the exact same tux oh, that no. I had on. So That's I just amazing. looked like part of the wait staff the whole night. That's really good. <laughs> Um, I went to the thrift store and I got a, get a picture of it or suit. something. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up on my phone. I think I have oh, it in nice. here. Um, I got some penny loafers from the thrift store and I hand painted them to look like old school. I don't even know what you would call them. Or it had the white on top and the black on the sides. I did it with nail oh, polish. I know what you call them. I can't think of it right now, but I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Uh huh. I do. And. The Joe, suit. what were those shoes that were white with the black, white on top with black on the bottom? I don't, I'll send well, it's like it to black Chad. on the sides, right? I don't know if you guys can see this at all. Not penny loafers. You're a little blurred and we just It's too really. bright. All I can see is your black shirt. Saddle? Hold on. And you're walking, and it looks like you're walking like the Sasquatch picture. <laughs> oh, are you Dan? I can't see what you're doing. It's too, you're too, it's I'm too actually, blurry for I'm me. I'm actually but... punching Lindsay, my wife, in the face. Oh, that's a good way <laughs> to I'm not start. even kidding. That's what it is. I'm not really punching her, but mm, I'm pretend, pretend punching, her. punching her in the face. <laughs> uh, one press or ten presses? Uh, three presses. Hmm. I, th- I, 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 I feel like a sweet spot's going to be three for me. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. Yeah, I think that's that's me not too. too big, but but enough to keep things moving well. Mm-hmm. I feel like. The two press thing is like you have two presses to handle the majority of the workload and you have that third as a backup in case one goes down and for overflow. Yeah, or R&D or something like that, yeah. Right. Three is a charm. Yep. Glad I finally answered that and put that question to bed forever. Right. We never have to do it again. You're all welcome. You're all welcome. Yeah. Pete? Yeah. What's for dinner? Oh, shit. I forgot to ask. Uh, well, my wife is uh, very busy with our daughter, taking her to uh, all that kind of stuff. So last I heard, I think this was yesterday, it'll probably get bumped to today, is going to be shrimp with rice and maybe salmon. Because I don't like salmon, so I eat the shrimp. My daughter likes the salmon and my wife likes the salmon. So you mean I like believe. a stir fry thing? No, it'll be like, you know... Uh, Filet of salmon. Okay. Filet of salmon and then rice next to a side dish of rice or something like that. And um, sounds very healthy. Um. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. The question, the real question is, is it wild salmon or farm? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Well, Whatever. What is at the store? I am not a healthy. You, you're only seeing me from here up. I don't. You, your memory's <laughs> not very good because I am not a healthy person. Because it just gets wider from here down. <laughs> well, sound, your diet seems very healthy. Um, Tonight. It's, it's okay. It's not too much. Yeah, gonna, exactly. He's gonna finish it off with a frozen pizza. Well, the thing is, like, I eat okay, but I love beer, so it doesn't matter how well you eat. When you drink beer, it's just blows. Just a loaf of bread every time. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Six pack of bread. Dylan, I think we should finish this or close this out um, with. Well, of course, thank you for recording twice, but we probably should chant as we close this out. Pete. 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 P